Welcome to the Tea Corner. I'm your host, Mr. Terrence Spokane. And yo, like always, I always wish everybody peace, love, and blessings, and one love. But yeah, every Sunday, I'll be dropping a new episode. So yeah, we're going to have our good times. We're going to have our laughs. We're going to have our real talk. But most importantly, we're going to have our portrait. That's my first love. So yes, tune in to the Tea Corner on every Sunday, a new episode drops. Peace, love, and blessings. One love. And also, if you if you smoke, grab your favorite smoke, and that's chill. Witness the most realest and honest podcast. Stick to the script where it's no fucks given. Now smoke something and welcome your hosts, Knowledge and Laniqua. Knowledge and Laniqua. Yes, sir. We back with another episode of Stick to the Script. I'll be your host with the most knowledge in the motherfucking building. You heard? Um, I'm gonna take over. You know, what I mean, this episode. Got a lot to say, a lot to talk about. Um, if I haven't heard episode sixty and episode sixty one, it's a part one, it's a part two, man. Definitely check it out. Um, that was some deep shit. Um, you never know why a podcast what you're gonna expect. So, man, definitely check the episodes out. And you know, I told sis just you know take a week off, don't worry about the podcast, just heal. Get yourself together and find peace. You feel me? So like, I can understand like going through a lot of shit and it can really fuck up your mental to the point where it's like you don't know how to feel. And sis is like, she's so passionate about shit. It's like, you know, she could be mad at one thing and then she think about every other person that hurt her. So she like she going on like attack mode. So you know, just you know being her brother, her friend, you know, me and Big T, you know, is going to be there for her to make sure she's good. Because like mental health is really important, and it's like it's just certain motherfuckers, man, that really could grind your gears. You know what I mean? So it's like she got find time to heal, and the podcast at this point ain't important. I mean, she literally did a two-part episode with Big T. I mean, looking back at it, that's literally like six hours worth of content. So, I know it's a lot for her. So, I told her through a text, like, look, take the week off. Get your mind right. Next week, we back at it. If you still need more time, I still will hold it down regardless. You feel me? So, yeah, man. And, as you can see... We dropped today episode at 420. So if I sound a little relaxed, a little calm, it's because I just finished smoking before I recorded. In the words of Nate Dog, what my sound effect at? Smoke weed every day. Yes, sir. Smoke weed every day. And um, but yeah, man, let's get into it. And you know, when I will listen back to um episode 60 and episode 61. I would listen back and, you know, 
Lanika was talking about family and stuff like that and it made me think about a situation that happened on Sunday and um that really bothered me ground my gears like so everybody with this blood thick in the water shit right but blood don't mean that they got your back or they got your best interest just because your family doesn't mean that they not family that makes sense you know what i mean i'm basically saying like you know someone gonna be born your family but don't act like family you know what i mean they can act like the enemy they, they could be this toxic for you and people gotta stop with this whole thing like oh we family you gotta stick together that's not true if they're not best for you and they fucking up your mental and they toxic as fuck stay away from them motherfuckers and you know i have a family member one of my siblings and um i don't like the bitch i'm gonna keep it a buck which i don't like her she's one of the people where it's like you gotta kiss her ass you know for her to forgive you and i ain't doing that i'm not doing that i'm not i'm not being the bigger person fuck all that shit because it's like you know you gotta be a hold accountable for the shit you do that's a fact you gotta be accountable for the shit you do and it's like i can't sit here and constantly like well people don't understand and it's like well, i was telling my brother on sunday well people don't understand it's like you know Y'all sit here and be on this shit like, you know, when y'all too fine time and, you know, y'all eventually will work things out. I'm like, it's nothing to work out because I didn't do shit. Now, I'm a man first. You feel me? So if I do something wrong, I'm going to admit, yo, I fucked up. That's me. No, I ain't do shit to the bitch. The problem with the bitch is that, you know, me and my older sister got into a situation and that was between me and her. This bitch decides to jump in this shit and take me on Facebook. This is around 2018, 2019, right? And so I gave her a call because she took me on Facebook. And I thought at the time we, we was, you know, we were cool. We tight. So I'm like, yo, why you take me on Facebook? Yo, like, you got hacked? She's like, nah, just, it's just too much. You posting too much negative drama on Facebook and remind y'all, I don't post negative shit on Facebook. I don't. I speak my mind. I keep it moving. I don't post negative shit on it. And I'm like, I find that funny because she's the most toxic fucking person I ever met in my life. She loves drama and she loves playing the fucking victim. So once the conversation was done i thought we was cool whatever ain't that serious i moved on she moved on all right so her baby daddy called me right you know because he wanted to get in contact with his daughters okay that got nothing to do with me even though you know what i mean we wasn't the best term me and my uh my sister was on the best terms it wasn't no beef shit you know what i mean we just didn't really talk like that so i'm like i don't know you could give her a call remind you i didn't give him her number i didn't 
So this bro, and I play on the podcast too. I think like season two, well, I think season one, I played the audio of it. And it was like, she threatened me talking all this rah-rah shit. And I'm sitting back like, you talking all this gangster shit for shit you don't even fucking know about. You assume like your baby daddy been had your number. But you automatically assume that I gave him your number. Because you assume you could have called me like, bro, my baby daddy got my number. He said he got it from you. I just want to hear it from you. No, this stupid bitch jumps the gun and wanted to a gangster. And it's like, she's good at talking shit over the phone. But when you see her in person, that energy's not fucking there. So being the man I am, I called her back. Of course, he's a coward. She don't pick up the phone. So I left her a nice message. Because I'm on that type of time too. And we ain't talking years, right? So, moving along, my mother, God rest her soul, in the hospital. And this was the part where, like, we had to make a decision where it was like the doctors couldn't do no more. And I ain't really talk about this, but I'm making the point here. And so my brother, you know, picked me up. My wife was at work, so my brother picked me up. You know, he's talking about the situation he's going through and all that shit, right? And so he decided me, um, my brother, of course, my sister Nikki, and, you know, had that other witch on the phone to have a sit down, you know, with my father about, you know, what's going on and stuff like that, right? So we all in the private room in the hospital, whatever the case may be, because, you know, Trying to figure out what's the next move because you know my mom is not gonna make it. And alright, so we in the room, right? So my sister called that witch of a sister I have on the phone, right? So we sitting there, you know, talking to my pops. And I think my father says something. I think my father says something. She like, yo, everything with you and Angel is cool. She was like, I ain't got to say nothing to that nigga. I'm just here for this. That's all I'm here for. I ain't got to never talk to him again and none of that shit. I said, fine, you ain't got to talk to me. I said, let me ask you a question. What's your issue with me? I I, I ain't got to tell you shit. I ain't got to tell you motherfucking thing. Okay, then don't tell me shit then. Moving right along. So I stepped out the room. I'm like, let me step out the room because my energy it's not there and I'm going to fuck shit up. God, I hate when she talks shit over the phone. But when you see her in person, her energy is not fucking there. So I stepped out the room. Calmed myself down. Came back in. Had that conversation with my father. My brother there and my sister. I wasn't kind of whatever. I ain't give a fuck at that moment. And what irked me about this bitch is like. She always got something to say over the phone. But say that shit to my fucking face, son. And it's like, you don't even know why the fuck you're mad at me. The real issue is that you jump sides and forget about all the good things I've done for your trifling ass. When you was going back to school, who were watching your kids? It wasn't your baby daddy. Because number one, you wasn't fucking with him. And number two, he was locked up. Let's keep it real here. So, of course, 
being the good guy I am, I'm like, nah, live your life. You're a single mother. You feel me? I'll watch some kids. You want to go out and live your life and have fun? I'll watch the kids for you. You know, that's what family do. So she forget about all the good things I've done for her. And it's like, I don't ask for payback or ask you to, you know, do me a favor in return. That's not the type of nigga I am. I'm like, I do this for the love of my loved ones. But once you show me your true colors, that's a wrap. Like, I could be the bigger person if I do something wrong. But if I ain't do shit, I'm not going to sit there and kiss ass. That's why I told my brother. I told him the same exact shit over the phone. I love my brother. And I told him, like, you know how it is. Your situation with a certain family member that you don't fuck with and it rub your energy the wrong way. I'm the same way. It's like, what irks me is like every time I speak my mind on shit or, you know, situation where it's not like the energy is not good. It said motherfuckers asking me, yo, what happened? Or correcting that person what the fuck they did. They make it seem like, you know, oh, we'll work things out. You know, she just going through shit. No, I don't give a fuck what she going through. You know, deep inside because y'all get along. Y'all good. That it's like, fuck how I feel. Fuck all that. Like, she's an evil bitch. She ain't about that life. She talk shit. And I seen her doing my own funeral and before my own funeral. That energy wasn't there. Now, I wasn't on that type of time. But it's like, you know. I love my niece. I ain't my niece. I'm not going to sit there and just apologize to you just because to make me or, or, or make me the bigger person. I'm not doing that. I'm not. If you fucking wrong, you're fucking wrong. You ain't got to never talk to me again in life. Now, I told my brother, I don't want nothing to do with that bitch. I don't want to talk to her. I don't wish bad on her. I don't want to fuck with her. It's about my wife and my kids. That's all the fuck I give a fuck about. Just because y'all cool, y'all in a good space, y'all feel like, you know, fuck how I feel. No, nigga. It doesn't go down like that. It doesn't go down like that. And it's like, so my sister sent me, my sister Nikki sent me a, a message, a group message between me, her, my brother, and that bitch. And that's what I'm going to call her because she ain't family to me. Um, And it was about, you know, my mother having a tombstone and all that stuff. Now, my father told me last week that, you know, he was working on that sometime this week. You know, he's going to put everything together because the insurance money and all that shit. Now, my brother and sisters, they ain't they feelings about certain situations. They ain't got shit to do with me because what they fail to realize is that y'all not talking to pops for whatever reason. Y'all don't understand that the pressure is on me because he's not going to blow up y'all phone the way he blow up mines. He's not going to text y'all phone the way he texts mines. So it's like I had that conversation with him and I found peace because I spoke my mind. I kept it real and I ain't sugarcoat shit. I'm not sitting there holding on burdens and be like, you know what? I ain't got nothing to say because he might not listen or he will listen. It's like. My mother speaks to me. So I know for a fact she want me to talk things out with my father and make sure he's good. And that's what I'm doing. I could pick personal feelings to the side because I had that conversation with him. I'm at peace with it. You know, so 
I hate the group message thing. Ever since mommy passed away, I just hate the whole group texting shit. Cause that's not pick up the phone to call. Fuck all that group texting shit. I can't do that shit. So I'm telling my sister Nikki, I'm like, yeah, well, pops told me, you know, he's working on that. He got the insurance money. He's trying to get mom tombstone going sometime this week. It's like, all right, cool. She asked me something else, but I forgot. So this bitch, her two cents in the conversation, which every time she says something, I feel like she's being slick, but they don't see that shit. So um, she says something about why well, I looked at tombstones. I guess responding, I guess respond to my sister Nikki, but low key throwing shots at me. I'm not stupid. She was like, you know, tombstones are not cheap. It's not very expensive. You know, it should be no excuses. I said, well, first of all, to get a tombstone made and be placed, it takes three to four weeks. And I don't give a fuck about all the excuses he made or may not made. I don't care about that shit. My thing is, don't mommy have a tombstone? That's all I care about. So the thing that kills me is my sister Nikki not reading that I'm talking to this bitch. And my sister Nikki was like, okay, you understand, but that's why I'm asking. I'm like, Nikki, I'm not talking to you. That's y'all probably I'm not hearing what the fuck I'm saying. I'm talking to her. Rather she responds back or not, I give two fucks. But I'ma speak my mom. No one says shit, right? So my brother texts back after a couple of hours. Everybody gonna respond. I said, okay, you know what? I say, you know what? Take me off this group message because, or this group, I said group message, this group chat because everybody in their fucking feelings. I don't wanna be part of this shit. I'm done. So soon as I said that shit, my brother know me. My brother called me right away. And I broke everything down to my brother like, you gotta understand, she rubbed me the wrong way. And what y'all fail to realize is that y'all not asking me what really happened, what's really going on. Y'all just think me and her got into it because we're not getting along. We are not even asking the questions of what happened. So I'm explaining what happened. I ain't squashing shit because I ain't do shit. For me to be the bigger person, I have to do something. And I always hold myself accountable when I do shit. But the problem I have with motherfuckers is like, if I get into it with a sibling or family member, motherfuckers automatically assume it's just a moment we're having. No, y'all not digging deep like, okay, what the fuck really happened? How about y'all go talk to her and figure it out? Ask her like, well, this is what Angel told me, blah, 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 blah. blah. And get her side of the story because unlike her, I'm not gonna tell you my side of the story. She gonna tell her, she gonna tell people her side. I'm gonna tell the truth of what really happened. I ain't do shit to her. She wanna jump gun and she wanna pick sides. That's cool. But you pick a sides from the motherfucker who had your back. We need motherfuckers to watch your kids when you going two or three days out the motherfucking week. Who watch your kids to make sure you was good? I did, not them. But motherfuckers forget the good things you do. They forget about all that shit. So it's like, I told my sister Nikki, take me off the group chat. I don't want, I understand that you wanted to, you know, 
keep me updated keep me involved i get it but it's like when it comes to her you can send me a solo text message with that just text me or call me anything involved with her i don't want nothing to do with her i don't like her i don't like a punk ass boyfriend which i'm gonna smack that nigga he's a fucking pussy ass nigga that gossip a fucking lot fuck that nigga and i ain't squashing shit because i feel like in my opinion it's not fair for me to always be the bigger person when that motherfucker is in the room i'm not doing it no i'm about to be 37 i'm not doing that shit suck my dick i'm not doing that and it's one thing Laniko said that made a whole lot of fucking sense and she was like you know they so used to me being you know little Aniqua and being like you know the baby of the family is that i don't get that respect now i'm like yo sis i feel you on that i fucking feel you on that because it's the same exact way with me it's because i'm a little ange you know back in the day they don't respect me enough as an adult so it's like i'm always supposed to be the bigger person or they don't hear what the fuck i'm saying and i ain't talking about my brother and sister i'm talking about people in general i mean pretty much everybody and it's like i feel like i don't have to squash shit with her because i ain't do shit i'm gonna let that shit eat her conscience up it's not fucking with mine i'm protecting my peace i'm protecting my energy because i know how i can get so i would rather step away from this shit before i fuck shit up like i told my sister nikki don't pit me in no more group group chats with this bitch if you got something to tell me call me or text me directly bottom line we keep going around in circles about you know how y'all feel about pops and all that shit that ain't got shit to do with me y'all figure that out i don't want i don't want no parts of that shit if y'all got a personal feelings or personal feelings towards pops which i understand you go talk to that man i'm not sitting here doing these group chats and we just talking about behind his back because y'all feel like i can't tell him because he gossip a lot and i get my pops do sometimes can't take and i love my pops but at times he can't really take honesty you know what i mean or you confronting him which i get you know what i'm saying so it's like i get that point of view but it's like i ain't gotta be a part of this conversation because i made peace with this shit i spoke my mind you know y'all motherfuckers acting like pop with a deadbeat father okay it's things he could have done right i un yo i 100 agree it's things he could have done right but at the end of the day if you're not telling him how you really feel just pick up the phone and talk to him regardless if he want to hear you or not y'all got me peace with that i made peace so don't involve me with this shit about how y'all feel about personal shit you know because i had to realize and i really sat back and really thought about this we lost a mother but before we was born he lost a wife so just imagine what the fuck he's feeling i don't think he's doing this on purpose because the more i talk to him the more he open up and the more he tell me shit and i understand you know what i mean like i get like i kind of stay as hard i let go you know and you know i should think like well maybe he's only this he just he just doesn't want to let go or he wants to be in control i don't think he wants to be in control i think you know talking to him because i'm around him 
least every week talking to him or I help him out with groceries, you know, putting the stuff in the house, whatever case may be, cleaning up, whatever case may be. And the more I talk to him, the more I can tell that he's not used to this. He's not. You know, like I said, he could have made better decisions. But, you know, nobody's perfect. And I had to realize that he's the only parent I got. I don't want to sit here and just hold on to this like thing where I'm I'm so in my feelings that I can't even talk to them in. I'm at a point where like I'ma speak my mind whether you hear me or not. And I had that conversation with him. And what my siblings don't realize is that y'all not talking to him, like I said earlier, is that he's coming to me more. So even if I did want to avoid it because, you know, I miss mommy, it's like I can't avoid it because, you know, I just can't. I can't run from it. You know, because I got to deal with that shit. And it's like, they don't they don't understand that part. Like, I'm not sitting here like trying to say y'all shouldn't feel the way y'all shouldn't feel. All I'm saying is that I made peace with the shit. Well, what the fuck I gotta say to him? Y'all say it to him. Take me off the group chat. I don't want no parts of that shit. That's y'all personal feelings because at the end of the day, me and that bitch don't get along. Y'all three somewhat get along. And I'm cool with that. I ain't knocking that. But me and her would never see eye to eye ever again. We would never be cool ever again. I'm not bullshitting. Because at this point, it's like I can't be around a person like that that always play victim, but be the most toxic, most fucking like what I'm looking for. Just a person who's toxic and love drama, but love to put on other people. And I should have to apologize for shit I didn't do. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna be the bigger person. And it's like y'all not fucking hearing me when I'm talking like. I'm telling you that shit. You should confront her about this shit. When y'all got issues with certain family members, you know, I listen. I don't say shit. Like, you know what? I understand. I get it. But when it comes to me, it's like, y'all hear me, but it's like, I don't think that understanding is there because if I'm telling motherfuckers I got proof of what happened, you know, I, I you know, I keep my receipts. I don't make up lies. And it's like, I hate my motherfuckers. Like my, I love my brother. I really do. But it's like, we sit there and tell me, like, you know, hopefully one day I can sit down and work it out. And, you know, you trying to tell me something about, you know, she'll come back. I said, bro, I don't want to hear that she come back around. Shit, Cause you and I both know how she really is. Let's be real. Let's not forget how this bitch really is. Just because y'all in a good place doesn't mean she ain't there fucked up shit. And it's like, you know, you can't make it seem like it just me and her is not getting along at this point. No, it, it's a deeper issue and it's not fair to me to be the bigger person or we should work things out. When I try to, you know, ask her, what's your issue with me? You know, I didn't come out, you know, my mouth for we had that private meeting with my pops. I didn't say shit about my pops' acts. 
You don't want to talk about I ain't got to say shit to that nigga. I'm just here for the meeting. We'll keep it that way. To sum it up. That came out your fucking mouth. I wasn't on that type of time. But you were. And you always do this shit when you run your fucking mouth over the phone. But never get said shit to my fucking face. And y'all hear what the fuck she's saying. But it's like y'all not confronting her for the bullshit she does. So it's like don't put me in no more group chat. I don't hear shit about it. Y'all figure this shit out. Y'all and y'all motherfucking feelings. And it's like, yes, I'm mad that mommy have a tombstone yet. Yes, I understand that part. But I'm more hurt because my mom ain't fucking here. So that hurts even fucking more. Y'all got this beef with pots for whatever fucking reason. That's y'all issue, not mine. I'm going to keep it real. Y'all hear this? I'll tell y'all through a fucking phone. I made peace with it because I'm not running from it. I couldn't run from it. I couldn't. Because I know how my pops feel about me. So I know even I was like in my feelings, didn't want to talk to him at that moment. He wasn't going to let me avoid that shit or run from that shit. He's going to call me, blow up my phone, even show it to my crew if he have to. Y'all can avoid this shit. Y'all could be good with it. I can't. I can't. And, and I know my mother, she will want me to make sure my pops is good. You know, cause I'm not going to worry about the negative shit and focus on that and forget about the good things he has done. I'm not saying my pops always been perfect, but he never left us. He never abandoned us. He was no deadbeat. You know, it's things he could have done right, you know, from from like an emotional point of view, which I, I understand completely. But it's like. Me opening up more and me telling him exactly how I feel. So now he's being more open. And I know my brother like to say stuff like, you know, pops living with guilt. But I'm like, I had to think about it. Like, bro, who's not living with guilt? Who's not? Who's not, bro? We all living with guilt. At some point, we all are. You know? And it's like, you know, I can't sit here and just have this hate in my heart or be like, I'm not going to talk to him or, you know, our conversation is really brief. I don't really say much. I'm not going to be that because as a man, it's like, it's like at some point, if I if I feel a certain way, I'm going to pick up that phone and have that conversation. I made peace with it. I spoke how I feel and I left it that way. I just want my other siblings to know I don't fuck with that bitch and never will. She said some grimy shit. She was talking a lot of gangster shit. And she put herself in that position. Not me. I didn't go to her starting shit with her. She can't start shit with me. I'm not going to sit here and go back and forth with the childish shit when you damn near almost 50. I'm not going to go back and forth with that shit. I'm not. You're a fucking child. You're not a grown up. You're a fucking child. The youngest one got more common sense than you. You think I'm going to sit here and kiss this bitch ass? You got me fucked up. If you really sit here and think I'm going to kiss her motherfucking ass 
And I love my niece. I really love my niece. It's like my little sister. But I'm not her. I'm not going to sit here and just apologize just because I want to make peace with it. No, she wants that. She wants people to kiss her ass and, and puck her up to her because she always wants to be the fucking victim. It always got to be about her. She got her own demons. She got to face. She got to face that shit. I don't want no parts of it. No parts of it. If y'all feel a certain way, y'all know my fucking number. But I'm going to tell my sister and my brother, I don't fuck with that bitch. Leave it alone. My brother understand. He gets it. Once I explain, he gets it. But a part of me feels like it's still not understanding. Like, just because a motherfucker gets it doesn't mean I don't think motherfuckers hear me, though. You know what I mean? And I shouldn't feel that way, but I'm at a point in my life where it's like, you know, I don't fuck with her. It is what it is. I don't want to be a part of this group chat shit because I just don't want to. If we could put all this time and energy through a fucking group chat, which I, I don't respond to that shit no more. I stopped that shit months ago. I can't do it. I even like took off the group thing or the group chat off my phone because I don't want to be a part of that shit. I don't. I don't. Especially she's involved in that shit. Y'all can have it. I don't want that shit. I don't. I don't. I fucking don't. If you have a get together and she's there, I'm not showing up. I am not showing up. As long as she's there, I'm not showing up. I did it one time. I showed it to my brother's house when she was there. Only for my mother. Only for her. But I'm not doing it again. Or just playing a Sunday dinner with the family. Long as she's there, you won't see my black ass there. <laughs> you will not see my black ass there. Don't give me that blood thick in the water shit. Because blood don't give a fuck about you. When they feel a certain way about you. They don't. I got friends that's more family than fucking family. And I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I look at people like Big T. I look at people like Laniqua. Like my other homies that act more like family than my actual family. You know what my family is? My wife, my kids. That's my concern. That's what I care about. I don't give a fuck how this bitch feels. I don't. I got my own life to fucking live. And that's bottom line. I'm, I'm keeping the buck like this podcast is really about being honest and hearing, you know, uh, last two episodes with Lanico and Big T. It made me realize that, you know, what sis was going through with her brother. It made me realize that, you know, this is a platform to speak your truth. And I'm not going to hide my truth, though. Anybody know me before? Nico came on the podcast. Anybody that knows me knows I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm not going to bite my tongue. I'm not. So, it's like, yeah, man, I, I can't I can't be the bigger person for shit I didn't do. I'm only held accountable for the shit I do. If I ain't do shit, I'm not kissing your ass to make yourself feel better. Because you got issues with yourself. I don't give a fuck about her trauma. I don't. I used to at one point. But the shit that she going through, 
some of the shit she pissed on herself. If you're gonna be a toxic bitch, a, 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 a fucking bitch that caused drama, I'm not fucking with. I'm calling her a bitch because that's what she is. If all my listeners, it might not make sense to you. It might seem like damn, it's kind of harsh, but. If you were ever to be around her, you would see exactly what I'm talking about. It's not me being harsh because she's fucking harsh. She'll say evil shit when she's pissed off or she'll talk shit when she's pissed off or she's a, she has negative energy and I ain't with all that shit. I'm about protecting my energy and I'm going to keep it that way. I'm going to smoke my weed and I'm going to keep it that way. I don't give a fuck about her. I'm done with her. It's a rap. No encore. None of that shit. We would never be cool again. Never. Never. She burned that bridge. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So my other siblings, it's not going to work out. You go talk to her. She's the fucking problem. Yeah, I know she's the fucking problem. But y'all still want to do shit about it. Because it's not affecting y'all. You know, it's not affecting y'all. See, I ain't gonna go confront her and be like, yo, why you beefing with Angel for? What's the issue? That, that shit dumb, sis. That shit dumb. Y'all not telling her that shit. Y'all not. And I can tell y'all the story A to, A to Z. And y'all will listen. But y'all still won't do shit about it because guess what? It's not y'all business, right? So when y'all tell me about certain shit about family members, guess what? It's not my business either. So we can keep it that way and keep it moving because it's not going to happen. Y'all can be cool and buddy, buddy and all that other shit. And me and her, that will never happen. Never happen. Because she broke that trust. She broke that bond we used to have. She broke that shit. So no, I'm not, I'm not, no, no, no. Any get together y'all have that she's involved in. I'm not coming. I'm not. I'm not. It's about protecting my peace and my energy. And I don't need toxic people fucking up my energy. So, no. I'm not doing it. And I'm going to leave it like that. So, when we come back, I want to talk about this Freak Nick documentary that Hulu's doing. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Some of y'all mamas and daddies out there, y'all might want to talk to y'all kids before the documentary come out. my peoples i'm back in the building and before i move on to the next topic i felt like i need to get that out because it's like 
it's certain things I feel like you shouldn't hold on to or it's certain things you gotta release. And I felt like at that moment, it's like I want to tell our listeners what the fuck's been going on. And you know, that's why I made peace with it. I let that shit out on the podcast. Now I could definitely move on. So Hulu announced they are releasing or working on a freak Nick documentary. Now, I was born in 86. I'm a 90s kid. So I know all about the freak Nick. And the reason why I know more about it because I'm close to Atlanta. I moved to Charlotte in the 90s. 1990 to be exact. And you know, if you live in Charlotte, Atlanta is like our it's like basically in our backyard. Charlotte is four hours away from Atlanta. So anytime freak Nick would happen, you damn right. All these girls and all these fellas was getting ready to head to the ATL for Freaknik. Oh, please believe. And when they came back from Freaknik, it was some motherfucking stories that I heard that I shouldn't be hearing at that time. But, you know, I was a little dude eavesdropping on shit. You feel me? So, and that shit was buck wild. Like, all I'm saying is, hey. All the mamas out there that was at Freak Nick doing some things. Talk to your kids before this documentary come out. And tell your kids the real shit like, hey, back in the day, I was always like this. You know, but I think all the moms and pops out there, they don't be ashamed of the shit. Y'all was young. We all did wild shit when we was young. You know, but... I feel like a lot of these people who've been the freak Nick, I think they're ashamed of what Hulu might pull up. And I don't think they want their kids to see that. But I'm like, it's already pictures out there, videos. So it's like, even if Hulu didn't work on this documentary, you can't really run from it because you could go online right now about Freak Nick and you will see some shit. You will see some shit. So all the mothers out there and all the dads out there that was a part of Freak Nick, don't run from this shit. Don't run from it. Because like, hey, <laughs> shit happened. Shit happened. You feel me? So it's like, you can't really run from this. It, it, it's, it, it's the proof is in the pudding. You can't really run away from something that already happened. And a lot of y'all think it's like five, like five women that are trying to sue Hulu for not putting this documentary out. Because I think like one is a lawyer, one is a judge. Like damn, if you're a lawyer, one of y'all is a lawyer, one of y'all is a judge, and y'all don't want this to be released. Y'all might have did some freak elite type shit that you don't want the world to see. So it's like, <laughs> I'm sitting back like, I'm pretty sure what Hulu's about to put out, you can see online. So it's like, you can't really run from that. You should have thought about that shit before you went there. <laughs> you should have thought about that. You heard? You should have thought about that. But 
ain't my place to judge. I ain't judging people. I always think I did wild shit too. Not that wild, but you know, I did wild shit. But it's like, you can't really hide from this shit. It's like, it's already documented. What can you do about it? You know, all the kids out there that moms was in this, you know, freak Nick shit. You know, your mama was a freak. It's okay. That's what's called freak Nick. Hey. All I'm saying, all the mothers and fathers out there, tell your kids before. Like, look, document you come out. If you see your parents on it, look, I, we was young. We did wild shit, you know? You can't really run from this shit because it's like, you know, I feel like watching this Freak Nick documentary, I feel like it would help these girls, especially in today's era, to understand that, you know, things wasn't perfect back then either. And this documentary might help these young girls out or these young women out to be like, yo, maybe I need to slow myself down or maybe I should like watch my every move or not uh, you know go to every party or every you know what they call it turn up situation that's out there maybe i should fall back from certain things so it really could help out a lot of these females especially this generation but i think hiding from it and being ashamed of it it's like, nah, this might be a chance to speak your truth to be like, look, I did wild shit at Freak Nick. I wasn't proud of. It was certain situations that I shouldn't have done them, but I did. It's like, you can't really run from that shit. You was a freak back in the day. You were just doing shit to be doing shit because you was young and he was, you know, bustling wide open. Hey, man, that's what you did. Hey, you can't run from that. You can't run from history. It's already documented. Like I said, it's already proof in the pudding is there. You can't run from it. It's videos, it's pictures. You can type in Freak Nick right now from every year or Freak Nick and you will see some shit. You will see some shit. I'm pretty sure it's a lot of footage and pictures that hasn't been released, but trust me, hearing this documentary is about to come out soon on Hulu. Oh, you about to see some shit. And it's like, you can't really run from this. It, it, it's, it's, I'm curious what they're going to pull out for this documentary. Cause you had to be there. You had to be there. And if you don't know shit about Freak Nick, or you might heard a little things about Freak Nick, trust me. It's called Freak Nick for a reason. Just look it up. You got Google. Look it up. It'll tell you. I ain't got to say much about it. You know. <laughs> you know. And I'm talking to the people who've been there. Now, now, I was too young to go. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about the motherfuckers who like in their like late 40s, 50s. They know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. I I'm really curious to see what's going on. What's going to happen in this documentary, man. Because, oh boy. Somebody kids are not going to be happy about this. I'm going to be real with you. Greetings. This is gospel recording artist Joshua Wright, a.k.a. The Gospel Jukebox, GJB. Check out my new single, Gospel Gumbo, available now on all streaming platforms. 
So moving on from that, I want to talk about something that's been going on that I felt like it was going to happen sooner or later. Um, AI rappers or AI artists. And it's basically this thing where it's like they could generate these artists voices and make a song out of it for an example it's a song that um this guy did and he did an ai jay-z and this shit sound exactly like jay-z Tell the young they can never become what they aspire to Born in a cell with no one who can inspire you Your highs are was never as high as those a lie to you Pretending that they live in the sky lying behind your roof Shooting holes up at your ceiling Trying to find the proof Trying to fight the feeling of truth Tied up like a noose they've been concealing Dipped in a diamond so that you find it appealing Time for dealing Despite y'all dealing we are the savages The natives who fight the appeal of all your lavish Just the brave who find what is real and call it as it is And use a mind of will to escape the laws of averages To be rich and broke Could it be broke and rich You see it all gets flipped by those who master this Who give a whole new meaning to what you master You hear that shit? That's fucking creepy That's not even Jay-Z That's literally an AI Something with the computer where they could type in words or I don't know, it was a filter. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's a way where they could generate these artists' voices and put it in the song. That shit sounds exactly like Jay-Z. That's the most creepiest, frightening shit that I ever heard in my life because it sounds exactly like Jay-Z. And now it's going to get to a point where if nobody put a stop to this shit, yo, it's gonna be to a point where I feel like, you know, even an independent artist could be like, I want a verse from, um, let's say, Kendrick Lamar, right? And motherfuckers could get an AI Kendrick and lie and be like, I don't know, I don't make a name up, I'm gonna say like, it's a rapper named Solo featuring Kendrick Lamar and it's not really K-Dot it's an AI but it sounds like him and the crazy part is I got more of this shit it's one of it with Kendrick Lamar and this shit sound like him Dog, I was having nervous breakdowns like man these niggas that was better than me baby I'm going on an airplane and I don't know if I'll be back again sure enough I sent the plane tickets but when she came to kick it things became different any girl I cheated on sheets and skated on couldn't keep it at home thought I needed a knee alone now I'm trying to write my wrong but it's funny them saying wrongs help me write the song now I gotta testify come up in the spot looking extra fly Ain't that shit crazy? An AI Kendrick Lamar redoing a Kanye West song. Touch the sky. Ain't that shit fucking mind blowing, yo? Like, we get to the point now where it's like, I remember hearing this story in the podcast. I forgot what podcast or what. I can't think of it. And it was like, I think it was, is the mic still on? And they were saying that, uh, it was artists who performed at a festival and he sat there and told the people, yo, I got a verse from Eminem and played a song 
And I think Eminem people sued, um, Eminem sued the guy because it was an AI Eminem. And people really thought it was an Eminem verse. It's getting to a point now where it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time before this shit actually happened. And we're going to get to a point now where it's like, I mean, it's already sounding scary now. And it's like, it's getting to a point now where it's like, man, like, you can't tell the difference. Like that Jay-Z, AI Jay-Z, for example, right? You would have thought it was either like an unreleased Jay-Z verse or a fucking like a Jay-Z verse that was in the vault from like the late 90s. It sounded exactly like him. That shit is bugged the fuck out. Like that shit is bugged out. And even um Jay-Z engineer was talking about like how scary this shit is really getting. Young Guru was like, yo, this shit getting out of control. And that tells you how crazy this shit is really getting. When you got Jay-Z engineer young guru speaking on that shit. You know, they even got, yo, and Drake got pissed off about this. Even got Drake attention. It's even an AI Drake. Think I'm bullshitting? Listen. You thought I was feeling you now? That nigga a munch. Nigga, either he ate it for lunch. Make sure my body, I get what I want. Like, you thought I was feeling you now? That nigga a munch. And Drake was pissed off at that. That shit was funny. I ain't mean to laugh at that shit. But Drake was pissed off because of like, not only it was an AI version of him, but it was the simple fact that they was a, uh, I can't think of the girl name now. Ice Spice. Yeah, that's her name. It was her song, but they used an AI Drake and Drake was not feeling that shit like, like count your last days. I think he said, if I ain't mistaken, I could be wrong, but Drake was pissed. So, uh, <laughs> oh man, yo, they, they, they said, uh, that, that was funny though, I ain't gonna lie. But then it's like, it's two more things I heard too. It was uh, AI Kanye West and the AI Rihanna when he did Free Mom by Tim's. Yo, y'all gotta hear this shit real quick. Pigeonhole, I'm a night out, it's a different mode. I might have to make a pan of six on a pinky toe. Heard you with a shooting guard, just let a nigga know. I would have you court side, not the middle row. All good luck in a minute though. I can't stress about no bitch cause I'm a timid soul. Trust on cooking up that bitch and on the kitchen stove. Pot start to bubble, see the suds, that shit good to go. Oh, Sam Suave. But I can't get be cold, bro. Thank you, John Wayne. I bought them yellow stones. Love the way they hang, babe. For the silicone, everybody fake now. You can crack the code, bust down everything. Five in the morning, I wake up to fight for my eyes. Yeah, and my mind is a warning. Pray to the one you will die I've been wondering now, babe. Tried to be fine, but I thought, babe. The noise in my mind wouldn't leave me. Try to get by, but I'm burning. I'm high, my mind is right. All these thoughts are troubling me. Running to give up, I've been fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
that shit fucking crazy. And it's like, man, it got to the point where it's like that shit just flattened the internet. Like, if it didn't say AI on it, you'll sit back and be like, someone just played this shit. Like, yo, that's Drake. That's Rihanna. That's Kanye. We're inside doing the cover over the, like, that's how they mastering this shit, yo. Like, it's going to get better. That's the crazy part. It's already like, sounding like official now they gotta put a stop to this shit because now it's still point where it's like it's going to take the art away from the music and mean like you know the beauty about music is that a human being can go to a studio or whatever his or her creative space is at and make music you know and it's actually 100% them. But the fact you got th- these like generators and filters that can change a person's voice to an actual artist and make it to a song. And it actually sounds like them. Like not like, oh, maybe a little bit. No, it sounds 100% like them. It's scary as fuck. And... This shit gotta stop, bro. That Jay-Z one got me, though. That Jay-Z one really got me. And it's like, yo, son, like... What's next? An AI Biggie? An AI Tupac? Which I know is probably already out there, honestly. And it just... It makes you think, man, the times we're living in, man. It's gonna be to a point where... If they don't put a stop to this... (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna hear a lot of AI songs like this man and they're gonna sit there and lie and be like yo it was made by this artist it, it, it was made by Kanye West it was made by Rihanna it make you believe it was made by them you know if someone made me laugh in the comment when they heard Rihanna uh, did the, uh, the AI Rihanna did Free Mom by Tim's they was like if we gotta get uh, AI Rihanna to get a Rihanna album, I'm with it. It's like it was funny, but like it's scary to think that way. It's like, yo, she can really do that and not put the work in. But knowing Rihanna, she's not doing no shit like that. But I'm saying that's how official this shit sounds. And the thought of it is scary as shit because this could take away from the artist. You know, they doing this so comfortable now that they can sit there and make you believe it's a new Kanye West song. It's a new Kendrick song, a new J. Cole song. And it's like, yo, if they don't put AI in front of it, you wouldn't know the difference. And it's going to be to a point where they're not going to put AI in front of it. They're going to be like, new Drake song. And make you believe... It's new Drake song until Drake say that's not me. Think about how scary that shit sounds. Think about the time we living in right now. That I never thought all these years that I would hear my favorite artist or your favorite artist. 
you know, you know, you can hear him through what's the word I'm looking for. You could pretty much create your own Rihanna album, your own Kendrick album, your own J. Cole album or song. I never thought I'd be to a point where a filter, a generator or a computer could really change all this shit. Never thought that could really happen. They might fuck around making a new Tupac album. You know what I mean? Like real talk. They might fuck around making a new Tupac or Biggie album through AI alone. I mean, think about how that shit sounds. They could probably make a new Michael Jackson album with AI. Think about how that shit sound. Or a new Prince album using the AI. You see where I'm going with this shit? Like, it's like, and I'm pretty sure, like I said, it's probably a Biggie and Tupac song out there with the AI. It's probably a Michael Jackson song through an AI. It's probably a Prince song through an AI. You know, it got to the point now where it's like, they can do this shit and not even tell you it was an AI. They'll probably get to the point where they'll make you believe it's unreleased Tupac music. It's unreleased Michael Jackson music. It's unreleased Prince music. It's unreleased Aaliyah music. Hell, they might get to the point where they might put, uh, they'll make you believe, you know, this unreleased DMX music. It's going to be to a point, if they don't stop it, it's going to be to a point where they're not going to put AI in front of the title anymore. That shit is crazy to fucking think about. When you really look at the bigger picture, like that shit is fucking scary as fuck, man. And that Jay-Z, AI, Jay-Z, that shit got me. That shit give me like chills every time I hear that shit. Because how like official it really sound. It really sound like Jay-Z did a verse with an independent artist. And the crazy shit about it, that shit sound fucking fire. But I don't like it because it's not Jay-Z. It's an AI. That's what's so fucking mind blowing about this shit because it really sound like the nigga. We living in some crazy fucking times, yo. And I got some high as shit, y'all. You know, it's 420, so you know, I recorded before 420, but in the celebration of 420, I smoked before I, you know, recorded the podcast. But this shit got my mom wondering, like, yo. What's next with this shit, yo? Like, what's really next? Because this shit is getting real, yo. If they don't put a stop to this shit ASAP, this shit gonna change the game. And it's not for the good. It's for the worse. So he always gotta be careful, man, and really do something about this shit before this shit get out of control. It's already there. Well, we need like a Jay-Z or somebody in a higher power to get rid of this shit and protect these artists. Do that shit because it shouldn't be that easy for artists that could be local, independent to say, hey, I want a J. Cole verse. Let me get this filter and make a J. Cole verse. It shouldn't be that easy. Or, damn, I need a hook with a single on it. 
let me get a uh, a filter with Rihanna voice or uh, a filter using the AI Beyonce. You get what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be that easy. And it's going to get to the point where it is if they don't put a stop to this shit. If they don't stop this shit now, you're going to see a lot of these fucking artists sitting here lying. I'm talking about independent artists. Artists have not even heard of yet. Gonna be lying and be like, I got a future from Beyonce. And the crazy part, niggas gonna believe it because it's gonna sound like her. So we gotta be, man. It's crazy out here, yo. It's crazy out here. So it's like, they really gotta tackle on this shit, bro. Cause it shouldn't be sounding this good, bro. No way in hell. It makes you think a whole lot. It makes you really think the world we live in and what more they can do. And there's a lot more they can do. Trust me. Trust me. These motherfuckers out here slick, man. And I'm thinking about the artists, man. You got to protect these artists because like the Eminem thing, the dude act like Eminem was featured on the song and Eminem like, no, that's not me. That's not me. So it's like tackle this shit. It's getting crazy out here. It's definitely getting crazy. And when we come back, I want to talk about this creep, Marcus Houston, addressing about his wife and, you know, People have an issue how young she is and check out his thoughts about this shit. My wife's situation is a little different with how we met, you know, through mutual friends and everything like that. You know, when I met my wife, she was 17. So, you know, we had no really conversation and no really connection until, you know, she was of age and, you know, it's, People don't understand it. And I got a lot of, of course, I got a lot of backlash for marrying someone that was 19. And you know, when we did finally start to talk, I was like, this woman is like me. And she was just like, when I would talk to her, she just, for one, we had a spiritual connection. And I feel like that's the most important thing. We both love God. We both love Jehovah. And that was key. And being able to start being around her and talking to her and talking to like we got it we 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 connected through music and you know uh her spirit her kindness her heart reminds me a lot of my mom and just you know we connected you hear this bullshit you hear that shit like yo <laughs> yeah all right so you met your wife at 17 and y'all didn't start talking until y'all was 19 so what that basically telling me is that you had a connection or a liking to her when she was 17. Cause no way in hell you met her at 17 and then this feelings came out of nowhere when she was 19. No, you were doing some R. Kelly shit. You just waited until she got somewhat of a good age to make your move. I mean, you talked to her when she was 19. She's still a teenager. Regardless, 
You just waited for the right age to make your move. And he said something. I'm going to look this up real quick. About, um, I guess he addressed more about this situation. Let me look it up real quick. I found it. And quote, this is what he says. He says, women his age often come with baggage and kids. And he's basically, he broke down more. He says, a red flag to me was always with a woman that had a kid. Nothing against single women, but single mothers with children are a red flag. I tip my hat and respect women that are raising children on their own. But when I grew up, I never really wanted to have kids. Okay. All right. And it's more. Women that are my age, they kind of have a different outlook on life. Like a lot of women my age are very independent. They are very like, I don't need a man to do this for me because I can do it myself. I come from a generation that I love to provide for my wife. Yeah, underage one, but you know. I'm going to continue. There's a lot of women my age I've dated that may have baggage. They may have kids that may not. There's so many different women I've been with throughout my life. And it just so happened that this one caught my eye. Everything I prayed for and everything I wanted in the woman she came with. Although she was young, I'm young in spirit. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm just going to leave it right there. I'm just going to leave it right there. Because that means nothing more to say. Nothing more to say. Because like, the main quote, even though she's young, I'm young in spirit. You fucking creepo. You're a fucking creep. Like, there's no way to sugarcoat this shit. You're a fucking creep. You can't tiptoe around the situation. It was crazy. I heard the story before this TV One special that he met her at 14 because she was a runaway or something like that. So it was like, my nigga, regardless, that's still disgusting, my nigga. Yeah, she's 22 now. But you say you met her at 17. I heard 14, but we're gonna say 17. And you didn't have a connection with her until she was 19, which is bullshit to me because I'm gonna tell you why. If you meet a female of age, I'm not talking about younger female, of age. Let's say you're 24 and you met a female that's 20, that was, you know, 20 at the time. You know, and y'all was cool. You're going to gain feelings for this woman after a while. You could have easily had a connection with this girl when she was 17. Or felt something about her when she was 17, but didn't want to make your move because it would have made you like on some pedophile type shit. You know what I mean? Like some creep type shit. So you waited until she turned 18 to be like, okay, I'm going to wait one more year. Turn 19 to be like, oh, we had so much in common. We had a connection. Nigga, you were eyeing this girl at 17. Let's be real. You can tiptoe around this shit all you want. But come on, Bobblehead. Come on, Roger. Go home, Roger. Go home, Roger. Go home, 
home, Roger. Go home, Roger. Go home, Roger. Go home, Roger. Go home, Roger, and don't call me Ray. Go home, Roger. 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 Come on, Roger. We know. It's Cat. It's Cat. And the crazy part, I'm not surprised. I mean, his homeboy is Chris Stokes. Only difference is, you like young girls, and Chris Stokes like young boys. That's the only difference. The only fucking difference. And it's like, come on, man. I always knew after a while that Marcus Houston was a fucking creep, bro. Like, you don't want to deal with women around your age because you have no control over them. You have no control because a woman of your age know what she wants. Ain't gonna put up with your bullshit. But a young girl, you can manipulate. You can be in control because she's still trying to find her way. Don't give me all the spiritual connection and you're young at heart. No. You, you like them young and tender because you feel in control. You feel like a man. A woman your age, you can't do that with. Let's keep it a buck, my nigga. Let's keep it a buck, you fucking creep. But be real, man. Like I don't, I don't like niggas like that, bro. I have a daughter. You feel me? So it, it, it touched me a certain way. It fucks with me. Because, nigga, fuck no. No, sir. Like, this is not cool, my nigga. I get it. This shit has been going on. But even back then, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't feeling that shit. Even before my time. But it's like, you're making the excuses because women your age are too independent and they can do it for themselves where... I feel like they supposed to think like that because if they don't do for themselves, they can't depend on a man to do that shit for them because most men are not reliable. So of course they're going to think that way. Truth be told, you're just fucking weak minded and you can't handle a woman like that that could do it for her own because you have no control over it. Let's call it for what it is. These other podcasts could play it safe and not say much about this shit. But when you hear stick to the script, this podcast, we're going to keep it real. We're not biting our tongue. And we're going to express the realness, not that fake shit. And being real about it, he's just weak minded. Every fucking nigga or every man that complain about, you know, older women being too independent or, you know, they could do it for their own. They don't need no man to help them out. Those are the ones that like them young girls because they want to be in control. When the man can't be in control, he'll try to find something young. 
the fuck? No, nigga, that's fucking disgusting, my nigga. I like women my age. My wife, I'm a year older than her. But the reason why I love her and she loves me because I'm not trying to control her. Make your money. I'm not saying talk about, oh, you can't do it for yourself. Let me take care of you. I'm the man. No. Because she's her own person. That's just a fact, yo. She's her own person. I never want to control my wife. So I love that she had the independent mindset. It's nothing bad towards me. It's that, you know, when you're a teen, bro, that kind of shit don't bother you. If she want to get something on her own, who am I to be like, nah, you can't do that shit. Let me take care of you. Women have to think like that. Especially ones that's around that age. Because you can't depend on a man to do it for you. Some men are not reliable. That's why the mindset is like that, nigga. But you want something young to control. You want something young. You feel like you can feel a man. Or be a man to feel like, yeah, I got this. She do what I say, do as I please. That's the kind of nigga you are. Okay, ain't no woman your age gonna pull up with that bullshit, my nigga. Cause she gonna tell you straight up. I could do for my own. I don't need you. And she has to think like that because you know how many niggas probably told these women around your age some bullshit and they had to find a way. That's why they like that. You're just a bitch that needs something young to control to feel like a man. That's not a man to me. That's a bitch. That's a bitch. I'm going to be real with you. Any real man that can hold his own too, don't mind this woman having that independent mindset. Don't mind this woman saying, you know what, I got this. Don't mind that. You know why? You won't really know why. It's the simple fact that they're not like, they don't have an ego. They're not tripping. Okay. You got a babe? All right, cool. Do your thing. Because it's a connection where it's like, you know, when you dating a real woman, it's an understanding. She's not meaning that from a place of being harsh or just thinking about herself. She has to think that way. Because it's hard to rely on certain men, especially when certain men turned you down or, or left you hanging when you had no choice but to look out for yourself and your kids i can't fault them for that and not every woman that's independent is that bad having an independent mindset doesn't mean that you're with somebody and automatically have this this thought like nigga i don't need you no a woman wants to feel protected a woman wants to feel loved but at the same time saying talk always tell in let that woman have the freedom. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. Let her have that freedom. 
of saying she could do for her own. You know, some women want to treat themselves. Let that happen. So understand why a woman think like that. If you're intimidated by that shit, you're a bitch. God, not with mine. For what? For what? If she has an independent mindset, it's because she had to think that well before she met me. I'm not going to change that about her. I'm not. If it's things she want to do for herself, she can do that. I'm not her daddy. I'm not in control. I can't tell her what to do. But men like Marcus Houston do shit like that because they want to be in control. And certain men have egos where they hate when women say shit like that because they feel intimidated. It's like, oh, I can't control the narrative. I can't be in control because no matter what, whether I do or not, she going to do what she going to do. Meaning she going to take care of herself and make sure she's straight and her kids are straight. Niggas don't like shit like that. They don't. I'll be real with y'all. They don't like shit like that. That's why men like Marcus Houston go for the younger girls who still trying to find their way because they could fuck with their minds. That's the main reason why he don't fuck with women his age. That's the main reason. He has no say so, no control. That's how he feels about it. That's not true. A woman only thinks like that because when you first meeting them, they're like that. It's because she don't want to get too comfortable and she has to gain your trust first to see if you're the real deal. You know, there's nothing wrong with your woman having an independent mindset. Now, I'm not saying all women who has an independent mindset don't be going over the top. Because it's something that be like, ah, right, you got to chill out a little bit. I'm just saying it's a reason why they're like that. They don't want to be like that, but it's like it's hard for them to depend on a man to do that for them. And honestly, let's be real. Men or women should think like that. You should have an independent mindset. You should be able to say, you know what? The same way I could do for you, I could do for me. And that's not a diss or telling your partner that they ain't shit. It's like when you with somebody, it, it should be like, it should be teamwork. You know, you know that person can hold it down and you know you can hold it down. It doesn't mean that because she thinks has an independent woman that she just like, that's all she cares about is herself. She's going on the mindset. She's not thinking about being with somebody. She's thinking about, I got to think like this because not every man I'm going to be with is going to be there for me or it's going to work out. So I can't be too comfortable and stop my grind and stop what I'm doing because I'm in love. I still got to have that mindset, but I have an understanding if I'm with somebody, you know, it's still a teamwork. But if it doesn't work out, don't stop what I was doing because I'm in love for that moment or whatever the case may be. Y'all get what I'm saying? Like, she don't want to get too comfortable. And I always tell men, you gain a woman trust, even if she thinks like an independent woman, trust me, she won't always think like that. It's just she's protecting 
herself. She's protecting her feelings. She's putting a wall up until you could show her that you could be reliable and show her that she ain't gotta do everything. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's what I'm trying to get out. So niggas like Marcus Houston don't like shit like that because he can't control the narrative. And when a man can't control it, he'll find something young that he can't control. Cause it's easier. It boosts his ego up. That's why he said what he said. That's the real reason. He wants to be in control. Bottom line is that fucking simple. He wants to be in control. That's the real reason. That That's the truth for you. With me, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. That's all. He wants to feel like a man. And you know, he can't do that with an older woman. Or a woman's age. He can't do that. He know that shit wouldn't fly. He know that shit. You know, I, I'm a firm believer when you with a woman is that it should be fair. And what I mean by that is that don't make her feel any less. You know? And don't make her feel any less. It should be a teamwork. An understanding. Like, I'm not here to control you. I'm here to love you. Get your bread. I want you to win. I want you to be on top. I want us to be on top together. But don't let me stop what you're doing. Keep doing that. We're just doing it together. That's the way it's supposed to be. If things don't work out between you two, you shouldn't want her or him to stop their grind. To stop what they've been doing. Most men want women to dumb it down so they could be in control and then they be on some fuck shit now she's to the point where she's not herself no no it shouldn't be that way it should be to a point where if you met her and she was on her grind let her be that woman because no relationship is guaranteed so if y'all don't work out she knows deep inside she had to stop her shit or got too comfortable with you and got to the point where she got to start back over that's why their mindset is like that it's nothing wrong with that because you gotta be able to do for yourself because in this world we live in ain't nobody gonna do for you you gotta do for yourself and that's why most women think like that it's not to be harsh or be an asshole is to protect their feelings, protect their heart. Not get too comfortable and be like, you know, I let a man take over. No, a man should want his woman to be on that type of shit, man. Because a man like that is showing this woman, I want you to win. We're going to win together. That's the way it should be. You got niggas like Marcus Houston who's intimidated by that. And it's the fact that he can't be, you know, he can't be the man. Because she ain't gonna pull up with the bullshit. She ain't gonna pull up with the you controlling me type shit. She ain't gonna pull up with that shit. She letting you know that, yeah, you probably can do for me, but I can do for myself too. Don't get it fucked up. He's thinking about it's coming from a harsh place. Now I get it. Some women do go over the top. 
I'm not talking about that kind of woman. You know, but even those kind of women who's like that, who's harsh like that, it's the reason why they like that. I guarantee they don't want to be like that. But it's like when you deal with so many fuck niggas, they have no choice but to think like that. You y'all get one, y'all get one going with it. So it was like, man, I I, I don't know. Marcus Houston, he just like young girls. Shit's fucked up and shit's sickening. But call it for what it is, my nigga. Don't say and act like, you know, when she got 19, that's when you had a connection with her. Like, no, nigga, it's been there. You was waiting for the right age to make that move. Stop the cat, my nigga. But that's all I'm going to say about that. It's 420. So if y'all ain't rolling up, y'all ain't smoking nothing, get your smoke on. It's 420, the celebration. It's been a while since I smoke weed. I just got back to weed a few months ago. So it's like, you know, I ain't celebrate 420 in a fucking minute. So, you know, got my two blunts rolled up. I smoked one early before I recorded. That's why I'm so in the zone. I'm in my pocket. And, you know, I'm going to smoke one. 420 you know anybody's going through shit man you know stressed out man just grab you a blunt man don't do no meth no crack no coke man get you a nice blunt smoke something and just chill out man that's all man being high sometimes man can definitely put you at peace i'm gonna tell you that right now definitely does man but i'm gonna get up out of here man it's your boy knowledge episode 62 is a wrap my fucking mouth is dry because i smoked a blunt before i recorded and i had this bottle of water i didn't even open up yet so i'm gonna take a sip real quick because nigga i'm thirsty as shit <sighs> yeah all y'all ear a nigga thirsty man i went on an hour and some change man just talking with a fucking dry mouth after smoking but i see y'all next week until then i'm about this thing baby let's go boy just be yourself if people don't like you if you're being yourself fuck them let me tell you something i just go with a girl when i'm about your age i try to please her peppy all the time without my way i come in one day i said nice weather with him so you can't say that you can't say that it might rain I said, nice tie you got on. So you can't say that. My wife trying to choke me with it. Point I'm trying to tell you, son, is be yourself. People don't like how you be yourself. Fuck them. Fuck them up against the wall. Wear handcuffs on them. The crazy through on lips. That's all you do. Mm. Words to live by. Live by them, son. <laughs>